Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to podcast episode number eight with Larry Heller. Today, we're going to talk about how do I know what I can spend in retirement, the four questions you need to ask. Larry, thank you so much. And let's talk about those four questions. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm wonderful, man. I'm looking forward to learning from you today. Yeah. So the first question is, what will I spend in retirement? I'm still amazed when potential clients come in and they one question we ask is, how much do you spend? And they don't have a clue. They have a ballpark number, but they don't have an exact number. I mean, there are some engineers or accountants that have spreadsheets, but for the most part, people don't know but have an exact amount of what they're spending now. And so the first thing not only do you need to figure out is what you're spending now, but then what you're going to spend in, spend in retirement. And one of the things to really determine is what are you going to do in retirement? Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of calculators out there that use 80% of your current expenses in retirement. And we see that's just the opposite. You know, most of our clients, the first 10 years, they're spending more than they are when they're working because they have more time to travel, more time to eat out, more time to visit with friends. So not only determining what your expenses are now, what you're spending, but you know, what are you going to do in the, in your next, you know, your next act, your second lot, your second life. And that's usually more things that's going to require, you know, more money. So that happens in the first 10 years. And then we see a leveling off. And then in the third 10 years after retirement, you may have some additional expenses for uh, for medical needs. So determining what you're going to spend is, you know, and what you're going to do is one factor of how much you're going to spend. The second factor in determining how much I'm going to spend is where you're going to live. For most people now, they've been very lucky that the real estate market has increased. So their uh, personal home is a big part of their investments. And in many times, it could even be their largest part of their investments. Are you going to stay in the home? Are you going to downsize? Are you going to pay off your mortgage? You know, so are you going to move somewhere else, which is going to change what you're going to spend? So uh, we can have a whole separate podcast later just on what to do with your home. Sure. But that's a big part of determining how much you're going to spend in re- in retirement. And then one of the things really, you know, to determine how much you're going to spend and having the accurate number is breaking it down between what we call survival, lifestyle, and uh, legacy expenses. We've done a separate podcast on, you know, on that, but just, you know, basically determine what your your basic monthly expenses are going to be, your living expenses, your housing expenses, uh, and come up with a fixed number because we'll talk about inflation a little bit later. But so you need to know what your fixed expenses are going to be and then account for inflation. And then the lifestyle expenses, because that can have a major change in how you're planning is how much you are going to spend on travel, how much you are going to spend on you know big ticket items or events. And f- finally, you know, legacy. Are you going to have any expenses to support your parents, to support your children? So those are some of the expenses you need to kind of think about how much you're going to spend on top of 
future medical costs or one-time costs such as a car or a home improvement or a wedding and medical expenses like I mentioned before. So all these need to be factored in mm -hmm. and determined first so you can make sure you don't outlive your money and determine how much you're going to be able to spend is really to find out what the expenses are going to be. Some of those things that you just talked about are unexpected things. How do you help your clients prepare for whether it's an unexpected one-time cost or an unexpected medical cost? And without getting too specific, can you give us a little bit more of an idea on how you help your clients with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's hard to account for every situation, but when you're putting together a, a plan, an investment plan, you may carve out a certain investment or a certain amount of assets and call that their emergency funds. So you do have a bucket to go to if you were incur one-time unexpected costs. A lot of time, these one-time expected costs are planned for. Uh, we'll get a call, client decides they want to take a 50-year anniversary trip and take all their kids and their grandparents, and it may cost thousands of dollars. So you can plan for that. Um, it's the um, unaccounted for, the ones that you, you want to set some assets aside for that. So that was the first question. What will I spend in retirement? The second question is about where this money is going to come from. Tell us what the second question is. Okay. So once you know, okay, these are my expenses, and of course, nothing is set in stone, things change. But once you know what they are, now we got to figure out, okay, do I have enough money? Do I have enough income to spend what I want to spend in, you know, in my lifetime? Some people come in and they say, I want to die broke. There's actually a book written and they want to match all their expenses and have their principal go down. Now, other clients want to leave, leave assets to their, to the next generation. So we've got to kind of figure that out. But the sources of income will then determine whether it matches the expenses. So there are a few different sources of sources of income. One we call our fixed income stream, such as Social Security. And then Social Security, you know, when do you take it? Uh, there's so many different variables that need to be considered. You know, what is the life expectancy of not just you, but your spouse? Should you wait to age 70? Because right now, Social Security gives you an 8% increase to, to wait. Uh, what are your other sources of income and your assets? What are your tax brackets? If you are happen to be 62 by 2015, there is still some other Social Security planning you want to keep in, in mind. And again, we'll have another podcast specifically on Social Security. But that's one of the income streams. The other income stream, fixed income stream, is a pension. And although many don't have pensions anymore. Many companies have gotten away from them. There are plenty of teachers and union employees that do have pensions and when to take them, what options, what survival options to take is also critical. So determining what your fixed income stream is the first first thing you should do with determining the sources of income. Okay. The second one is part-time income. What we're finding now, especially with people living longer, is people want to work past normal retirement age for a lot of different reasons. They like it or they think their mind is going to act longer the longer that they, longer that they work. 
We have clients that are working part time well into their well into their eighties. Wow. And actually heard of an investment advisor who's comes to work every day and he's ninety two. So they are people are living longer and whether they want to or or have to and determining what the income is. Or they've decided to change you know, change careers. We recently had a client who, who really wanted to, to stop working and work on his photography in age 60. And after creating a, a plan, we were able to make it happen. And he said, you know, I'm going to do some consulting. And the consulting practice has now turned out to be more lucrative than when he was working before. So wow. it changes in determining what that is, is a, you know, is another part of, of your sources of income. And then determining how much you're going to earn from your investments. Uh, how much of your principal can you spend down? And I've broken down the investments into two different broader categories. One are qualified accounts. So a qualified account is an investment that you haven't paid taxes on, such as your 401k and your IRA. So if you're, that asset, let's just say, is worth a million dollars, it's really not worth a million dollars to you because as you spend it, you are going to have to pay some taxes on it. So determining when do you take that asset? Do you take it earlier? Do you wait to age 70 when you're required to take minimum distributions? Do you take more than you need to take minimum distributions? You know, so intertwining your decisions on your investments are your decisions with, with taxes. And then there's the non-taxable accounts. So these you've already paid taxes on. So how much do you take out of these accounts? Do you take all the money out of your non-qualified first and then your qualified assets? Do you take half of it from one and half of it from the other? So determining not only what your sources are, but determining when you when you take them is very important. Well, awesome. And then I, I've list, listed two other one, you know other ones that you may or may not have a sale of a business or an inheritance. We don't usually like to include inheritance in a retirement plan, but a lot of times these days that could be a significant amount. Those two, those those last ones could be a, maybe a little bit more of a windfall, but. What you're talking about with fixed income streams, part-time work, and investment portfolio, those are some good considerations that with a good plan and sitting down with somebody like you to walk them through each of those steps can make a huge difference in their overall confidence. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And, you know, we find just having a plan will let you sleep better at night, especially when the stock market does have some downs. We haven't seen in a little while. But in 2008, our clients had a game plan. They had a strategy so they knew that they could ride out a downturn. So if you have a plan, you won't feel uncomfortable when you're, you know, when you're spending money. I don't care how much money you have. We, we found from clients that once you stop working and that income stream is turned off, that you get nervous when you spend money. Mm -hmm. So if you come up with a game plan and a strategy, and a lot of times what we want to do, we want to recreate the same income stream that you had at work. So the same amount of money that you were spending before gets deposited into your checking account, just like you were working. So you don't feel like you're spending so much of your principal mm -hmm. all, all the time. 
I like that a lot. So the first question was, what will I spend in retirement? Finding out really what you're going to do in retirement is a huge component of that first question. The second one is, what are my sources of income? And this third one is an open-ended question, which uh, the last two are open-ended, which I think are fantastic because this isn't a one-and-done conversation with somebody like Larry Heller and his firm. It is an ongoing conversation. So Larry, what is the third what question that we need to know to make sure we don't outspend our retirement income? Well, what factors need to be considered? So that there's other factors besides income and expenses that drive a retirement plan. One of them is how long will I live? Do you plan for age 95? We're planning for age 95 right now. Some advisors I talk to are planning to age 100. And it's real interesting when we do retirement plan projections and how some clients, when we talk about 95, they say, oh, we're never going to live to 95. I want to see it to 85 or 90. And some others we do 95. You know what? My father and my mother lived well into their 90s. We better plan for for age 100. So planning for how long you think you're going to live has a impact on your retirement plan. Mm-hmm. The second one is the you know the you know the investment returns that you're going to get and some of the projections. I know these are only projections because that's all you can do. But a one percent difference in your investment return over a thirty year period is huge and can be the difference of you know outliving your money or not outliving your your money. So using accurate numbers on these projections and how do you come up with these investment projections, especially in a low interest rate environment that we're in right now. So you want to look at different various investment returns to see, okay, how does it work um, with this? How does it work with that? And then how much risk is in your investment portfolio? And will you stay the cost during a downturn in your investments? So you need to determine all that and have you know have a game you know have a game plan if you get different investment returns maybe high versus low and coming up with a probability whether it's going to work what are the last two questions in this section one of them is inflation you know, especially if you're if you retire you know young 60 65 you're going to live 30 30 you know 5 years or longer so what it costs for rent now or milk now is not going to be the same thing 15, 20, 30 years from now. So putting an inflation factor is vital because you can't just say your expenses are going to be the same going forward and which assets, which expenses are going to have inflation and which won't, such as your mortgage, which will be fixed in many instances. So right now, inflation is kind of historically low. Will we get some increased in Inflation down the road. I mean, historically, it's between two and three percent. And you know, we've run retirement plans where two percent inflation factor works, but a three percent doesn't. So determining and looking at inflation also be figured in when you're determining whether you're going to be able to have enough money in retirement. And the other one, which I mentioned a little bit before, is minimizing taxes and figuring out where your taxes are going to be during retirement. The the other thing which encompasses all this is the you know some calculators. I mean there there are a lot of retirement calculators that you can go online and use. However, based upon all the factors that I've just talked about here, if a couple of the factors are not put into a calculator or are done wrong, 
could have huge consequences. We've had people come in, run these calculators, and they've shown us that they're going to have $50 million when they pass away. And that's because the calculators were very basic and didn't take into consideration a lot of the factors inside. So you want to use, you know, work with somebody that will have the calculators to be able to include all these variables and come up with a probability. One of the calculators we use, I don't really love the, the name of it, but it basically has Monte Carlo simulations and it gives you the probability of how, how much it's going to work, whether it works 50% of the time or, or 80% of the time. We like to see 80% success ratios, because if it's working 100%, then you probably could spend more money. But if it's only working 30 or 40% of the time, you may have a problem somewhere down the road. So that's a, a, just another side that you should kind of look at is you know, when you're factoring in all these different variables. Well, let's move on to the last question, which is the next steps. So help us with what are the next steps that you should do now that you have hopefully begun to answer those first three questions? Well, step number one is plan. Step number two is plan. Step number three is plan. It's basically <laughs> Plan, 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 run the numbers, and then once you run the numbers, then you can determine how much you need to save to get to where you are. And once you have a plan, then implement your strategy and monitor the strategy and adjust the strategy, whether you're doing it on your own or you're working with a advisor such as Hello Wealth Management. All right. Is there anything else that you want to pass on to anybody else? I think we covered it all, Matt. Fantastic. Well, I think we covered it all, too. And thank you very much for imparting your wisdom on the four questions you need to ask to make sure that you know how much you can spend in retirement. Thank you very much, Larry. Thanks, Matt. Have a good day. Yep. All right. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys all very soon. 